All sports, all the time. There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered. Legends never die. This is the Spoken Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I'm your host, Lance Woodwell. Man, that kid, he can ball, man. He can ball. Touchdown, Kansas City! Man with freaking Mahomes, baby! Uh, let's talk some sports, because that's what we're here to do. You are tuned in to the Spoken Spoken. This is the Spoken Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beard Co. Studios with my guy, Trevor Twidwell. What's going on? Eddie Ortiz is out this week. He's on a cruise with his family, so I'm wishing him so the, the best. The show is going to be great. It's going to be even better. We were, th- we were thinking about doing like a cutout and having him sit here with us and still run the, the production side of things. We'll, but have, it, said, we'll have it like it say shit every once in a while. <laughs> oh, that kid can There's ball, bro. That kid can ball. <laughs> but we do have a very special guest tonight. And I'm really excited to have him in here. We I went live on our uh, Facebook group before uh, we came into the studio tonight. And I let you guys know we made a little announcement a couple days ago about it. But he is here tonight. Our guy, his Dirkness from Amateur Hour. Let's give it up for him real quick. Let's give it up for him. What's up? How we doing tonight, Nick? Oh, not bad. Wait, who? Who? His Dirkness. There we go. <laughs> Say my name. <laughs> You're right. Well, let's get it straight. How did how did the nickname come about? Because I know I know you're a big dirt guy, Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that That's, how? Is it just plain and simple? No. Well, it's from it's from Dirk Nowitzki, and it's also from the dude in the Big Lebowski who goes by his dudeness. Just put in Dirk for it. I like it. So voice. creative. I came up with the name before <laughs> I started writing or anything, and it's like. Oh man, this name's so good. I actually, I got to do something with it. So that's what propelled me to actually do something. So, so explain to me because I think you've had the same damn Twitter picture forever, <laughs> dude. What the hell were you doing that night? If you guys aren't following him on on Twitter, it's am, at his darkness. Go look at him real quick and try to figure out theoretically. Don't give it away yet. Let's let them figure Not it out. Not so work. Not so for work. <laughs> like what the hell was going on? It was like a Halloween party, or was it a Wednesday? You nailed it. It was, a, it was a Halloween. Was it party. really? Yeah, yeah. And I, it's, it was a furry I mean, party. I think what we used to do is just like my mom had like some old clothes down in like the storage room in her house, and so like my costume used to be just like go through the old clothes and like put things on, and so it's kind of like a it's like a leopard print coat, <laughs> and then like a weird hat. I just put on as much weird shit as oh, I could, I and then that would yeah, be yeah. the uh, that's that's the uh, vibe I was going for. At the dude, I've always wanted to ask you, but like there ain't no way I'm gonna I'm gonna message this dude like so about your picture. You know what I mean? It's going to have to be like one of those, like, we're in person. I'm going to ask you now. So That's I took funny. the opportunity. I, I never really thought about that because I've never, I've never once changed my Twitter picture. <laughs> and it's just some random Solid. picture. I, I really, I never, like, never get any feedback on it. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> forgot that, that would be anything weird. Or well, let's, let's actually, let's actually delve into that a little bit. We're obviously going to be talking a lot of Chiefs tonight. And that's what we have you on. But also, I want to, I want you to give the, the listeners a little bit of, of insight about, you know, how you came about as a Chiefs fan. Obviously, Amateur Hour Podcast, it's one of the most well-known podcasts amongst Chiefs fans. I've been a listener to you guys for years. Big fan. I love what you guys do. Um, but, get, you know, kind of just give us a little bit of story, because I'm going to be honest, man. I don't know exactly how you guys all started up, how you and Ryan met, you know, things of that nature. Just give us a little bit of a, an understanding, a little insight of how it all began for you. So, I mean, for myself, there's really not much of a story. I mean, I grew up in Kansas City, uh, loved watching football from a young age, uh, <laughs> learned to count by sevens when I was, when I was super young. Uh, so I just, I just love watching football. I realized that at some point, you know, like 12 or 13, like, damn, my favorite thing to do in the world is like fucking just watch Chiefs games. Yes. Like I just love watching this. Uh, it's not like they're a great team or anything back there. I just loved, I just gravitated to the Chiefs. 
I uh, grew up in like a Nebraska household too. So that's kind of, that kind of helped too. Cause when I was super young, Nebraska was winning national titles oh, yeah. and stuff. So, uh, you know, I got to see the success side of, of things. The Chiefs weren't that good. <laughs> they were, I mean, they're still really good when I was, when I was younger. It's Marty, heart of Marty years. Mm. Uh, so they were good. And just always kind of got to the end and, uh, you know, had a letdown, which, you know, I could, kind of been born and raised on that now I'm right. very used to it uh, as far as amateur hour um me and ryan met just on twitter nothing nothing too special there we went to a chiefs game together uh, we were both writing about the chiefs at the time for different websites um the podcast actually started in the 2012 chief season because uh it was it was so it was so depressing to watch and to write about <laughs> that it was like neither of us wanted to write about them anymore. We're just like it's I can't I can't yeah. devote this much time and come up with new things to write about when it's just this shitty team and I'm just like it's it's depressing me because I've always been a fan first so it's just it was it was hurting me to, to like write about that. So we're just it's gonna be easier to talk about it. So let's just start talking about it. Right. Uh, and so that's how that's how the podcast was born. Nice man. I like that because I mean like we talked before we started recording. I mean. I mean, you guys could not have picked a better year to start the show. I mean, you want to talk about like just the bottom of the barrel season, man. I mean, I remember I went to three or four games that year and there were times I literally thought, why am I here? And I'm, I, you know, I love my team outside of my family. Tickets were cheap. I think I love the Chiefs more than anything else. And I'm sitting here going, why the hell did I decide to come out here today? It's, it just got that bad. You guys know this more than, you know, anybody. But so. So amateur hour that was that was influenced basically just because you guys are both just cheese fans. You guys let's let's talk about this. Yep. So is is amateur hour still going to be a thing that you guys are going to continue to do, or you know what, what what's the future for amateur hour? Yeah, amateur hour. I mean, you haven't listened to our last last episode. I mean, it was <laughs> all the way back in uh, January. We recapped a nice little Chiefs Patriots game. Uh, that was fun, uh, yeah, by the way. And go ahead and download our latest, latest episode there. Uh, <laughs> but no, we will be coming back uh, for anybody who's wondering. Um, I really, I really just haven't talked about it because it's just going to be too many fucking questions. I just don't sure. want to answer it. And also, I don't have the answer. I mean, we're just kind of playing it by ear. Uh, but Ryan's in school right now, so he's living in Warrensburg. So we did all of last year remotely, mm. not in the same location. Uh, it took a bit of the joy away from it for us. Uh, became a bit of a chore. And honestly, like, man, had that playoff run last year, and I was just kind of, I almost felt more like. I'm, I'm waiting for the season to be over instead of like, man, I'm, I'm loving this ride right now. And it's just kind of like, I feel like the, the podcast and doing all this stuff was kind of like just wearing on me as a fan. Right. And you know, that kind of, it, it got to me. Like I kind of, I thought about, I've been analyzing this all off season. I don't really have an answer uh, other than like, you know, I want to be a fucking chiefs fan first. Like, I want, I want, yeah. And I, and I know this season's setting up to be special and I want to enjoy the fucking ride. I don't want to get to the end and be, you know, just just tired of the season and, and want to be done with it and, and all this stuff yeah. uh, worrying about you know different different stuff like that i just want to be a fan i want to be out there supporting the chiefs and you know so if we have to take a step back i have to take a step back well i think you guys have earned that because for the last six six seven years you guys have been giving out content now that we're and, and i believe you were one of the guys and i want to give you proper credit for this i think you said it about over a year ago you thought that 2019 was the year of the chiefs i said that uh, about over 30 months ago Right. I said this uh, in the early offseason of 2017. Yeah. Uh, and that was just based on a number of things. You know, Alex Smith kind of, it looked like he had one more year as a chief. Um, so I thought we'd be replacing him. Uh, I didn't think a first-year quarterback would be able to get us to that level. So I was looking at, like, a quarterback in his second year, second year of playing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, We didn't have Mahomes at the time. 
So, you know, Mahomes kind of changed the whole equation here. But, uh, you know, a lot of that was based on all the young talent we had from under John Dorsey that's going to be, you know, it's still going to be super cheap by 2019. Like, we're not going to be paying Chris Jones. We're not going to be paying Marcus Peters. We're not going to be paying Tyreek Hill. All these players are going to be super cheap. All these older players, they're going to be coming off their deals. Like, we're going to be able to influx all this talent on top of all this young talent we had. Uh, it didn't go exactly how I had foreseen, um, you know, at the time. Things have been changed. Mahomes obviously changes everything. And, yeah, here we are in 2019. But, yeah, I was I was circling 2019 over 30 months ago. Yeah, I remember seeing your tweets, and you were talking about that, and it, it got me excited. But me being the impatient person and Chiefs fan – you notice I separated them because I'm impatient in both regular life and as a Chiefs fan. I I was you know I was I was hoping you were right, but I was like also hoping you were wrong. Where 2018 would be the year, and it should have been in all actuality. For being honest here, so regardless, I like the fact that you're you're taking this time to just enjoy being a Chiefs fan. Like I said, I think you guys have earned that right. So definitely enjoy that. In the meantime, I'm glad you're here to talk some Chiefs with us, and that's actually what I want to do real quick. For actually. Sure. Let's, let's, let's get right into it. Do Obviously, it. The, the, the first week of the season, I think we all anticipated, at least I don't want to assume, but I think we all anticipated the Chiefs were going to win this game, and they were going to win it fairly. I, I picked the Chiefs to win by a couple scores. The, the game wasn't as close as the score indicated, if we're being real here. Um, there's a lot to take away negatively. You know, people talked about how you know, their backup quarterback comes in here and completes over 88% of his passes. Minshew. Minshew. Minshew you know, mania. The, the, the mustache Minshew. Yeah, like yeah. There, there's a lot to take away. But I, I want to I look at it a little bit differently. I want to give the Chiefs some credit here because of the fact that I think that the narrative going into this game, I was, I was listening to a lot of national pundit guys talking about how, you know, it's going to be too hot for the Chiefs. The Jaguars have have a stifling defense, and they're they're motivated to beat this Chiefs team that broke them the year before. They don't have Blake Bortles. They have Nick Foles now. They're more talented. Leonard Fournette's in better shape, and he's more determined. There was all these narratives about how the Jags were going to stop the Chiefs. The Chiefs not only go in there and score 40 points, they make it look easy, and Tyreek Hill was basically ineffective the time he did play. I think he was in for the first 12 or 13 snaps. Well, and their quarterback couldn't move for the entire second half. Yeah, Patty was out there with one foot. Never moved his feet. He was like, right. he just sat there and threw yeah. zero-yard passes. And he was under pressure a lot, too. And, right. You know, so. so with all that considered, the Chiefs still went in there and won by at least four or 14 points. But like I said, the score didn't really indicate how no. – that game was garbage time for the entire fourth quarter. I, I wasn't able to see it, so the last fourth, right. fourth <laughs> yeah, quarter. Yeah, shout out to CBS on that one <laughs> so, for sure. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> I had never seen that before. That was wild. It was crazy. Yeah. I, 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 no, let's be real. It was Miles Jack. He, I, I think – I'm not trying to be a conspiracy guy here, but I really do believe they're like, look, this game's out of hand. Let's go to the Browns and Titans. Oh, shit. They just went up 16. <laughs> let's go back to the Chiefs. Oh, fuck. Hit the red button. Shit the off. button. Yeah, they turned, they turned everything off. Up, you know, they're packed up and ready to go. <laughs> they didn't think they are going to get resumed back to the Chiefs-Jaguars game. And, yeah. oh, oh, we have, you know, power outages. Yeah, the only power outage of the entire over, NFL. And they turned it over to one. a shittier Browns game for some reason. You know, yeah, that, they just they just they failed on that one miserably. And they got shit on. I mean, you're, you're on Twitter. You know, man. Like, everybody was just shitting all over. Because yeah. that made no sense to make that move. It just it made no well, sense. Pats but, must watch TV. So I guarantee it wasn't just local people. There's national people that are wanting to tune in and watch Pat play too. So. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, there's nobody because I mean, red zone couldn't go to it either. Right. NFL yeah, game yeah. day pass, all that stuff, man. I mean, you couldn't do it. So, but let, let, I want to get your thoughts. What What did you take away from that game? And I'm gonna go to Trevor as well. What did you take away from the Jacksonville Kansas City game week one? Takeaway. I mean, I mean, they fucking came out like like gangbusters. Like that's it's what I expected once once the game was starting. I was just like, Andy Reid's been. His, his teams have come out really prepared in week ones ever since that Titans debacle 
which would have been 2014, I believe. But, you know, since then, blowing out the Patriots, obviously, and a few other times, just come out looking super sharp. Uh, and that's just – I think Andy's prepared. I mean, he, you give Andy an entire offseason. I mean, people talk about the bye week for Andy and how successfully he's right. coming off the bye, and that's because he gets two weeks to prepare for an opponent. Right. Week one, he gets – nine months to prepare for it. Yeah, I brought so, that up last week. So, he, I mean, he's yeah. going to – he's Andy knows what he's doing, and he can – with all the toys at his disposal in yeah. this offense – I pity whoever like, has to play him on a break like, like that, dude. Yeah. I would have – I almost wish that the Jags – I wish that the Jags would have been scoring more and that Mahomes would have got hurt. So, we could have just seen this offense go and go. and <laughs> I mean, right. they could have put up 60 points. And it's on the Jaguars' defense, which, you know, used to be awesome. Who knows if they're still at that level. They're still probably a on good paper, defense at the be, least. I mean, yeah. So – and, and it just didn't matter. Like, it, it didn't matter. Like, we're just going to score points on you. You're not going to stop us. Well, and let's be real. Uh, the Patty left two touchdowns on the field, yeah. too. So, like you said, that blew fit, the, t- the Kelsey one. The man. 50 was like the the, the bottom, yeah. realistically. They should have scored 50 points in Jacksonville. Yeah. You you nailed it. Like, that that defense, in my opinion, at worst, is a top 10 defense. That Jack, there's You cannot name me 10 defenses right now in the NFL better than that defense just off talent alone. So they went in there and literally just put it on him, and it looked easy. Sammy looked – it looked like it was – and I'm glad we're going to talk about that because from what you uh, said before the show, you're not a big Sammy Watkins guy, so cannot I'm wait to talk about that. I'm coming around. Okay. The, yeah, I mean. Hopefully after tonight you'll be fully on, on Sammy Watkins' on Sammy Watkins's bandwagon. But, Trevor, what did you take away in the game, I man? I mean, last two matchups facing you know a top three defense in the league, which they're supposed to be anyways as far as talent goes. And as far as you know, last year, I think they allowed 17 points a game at home. Maybe less, I think. It was a league high or a league low, I should right. say. At home, right? They allowed the least amount of points at home out of all teams last year. And we put up 78 points in two games. I mean, if this, if you're going to sit there and watch that game and tell me the offense doesn't look better and Pat doesn't look improved and out there playing on one leg and throwing, you know, dimes to Sammy Watkins, you know, in, in the end zone. I mean, I know he missed the Kelsey one, which was pretty bad. He was trying to, he was trying to look saucy. Yeah, <laughs> he had he had Kelsey wide open. He could have threw it back behind his back if he wanted to, and we could have got that out of the way for this year. But uh, I mean, he looked, we looked incredible, man. And I think McCole Hardman could come in and fill some. With D'Anthony Thomas coming in, I, I want to get this later. See who who we think is going to uh, get majority of the, the Tyree Kill snaps. But McCole Hardman, I think, is very a very viable player who can come in and, and uh, get that that fill in that spot. But as far as my takeaways from the game, I mean, we embarrassed one of the best defenses in the league again. Yeah, and it's just it's. It's becoming a trend, man. I, I'm pretty sure Patrick Mahomes in this office is matchup proof, and it's going to be a fun season regardless well, of the, t- the the toughness of the schedule. Yeah, because the reason I want to give the Chiefs so much credit is because of the fact that they beat a team so soundly that a lot of people before the season were predicting to win their division. Last year, man. Like, like people were predicting them to go 10, 11 wins this year. Right. That, obviously, that's with, the, the that's with the healthy Nick Foles. And by the way, yeah. my God, that throw was amazing. He got hurt on. Yeah. And you yeah. could not have thrown that oh, better. Dude, the catch, too. That the catch was great, too. Yeah. Bucket, dude. That was he disgusting. put it right on the money, dude. Yeah. You, you can't. That's a total Nick Foles throw, though. Right. That's like what he does. And I still think the Chiefs would have won the game even if Nick Foles would have been healthy. My point yeah. is, is that a lot of people were on the Jags bandwagon coming into the season. And now all of a sudden, you just that game just kind of gets quietly pushed to the side. If you notice, like the national media is not really talking about that game. Yeah. And quite frankly, I don't think any of us were really shocked by the way the Chiefs went in there and did that because no. of the fact that we know this offense is historically great and talented. I think I think all of us were most I mean most of us who know that this offense is going to perform night in night out. That's no without question. So we weren't really looking for that. We we were expecting that. Well, I think most of us were wanting to see what we could, can get from the defense. And one thing I can say too is that our, our without a doubt our run defense has definitely improved. 
And you can definitely tell the length and speed that we have out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, um, the gaps are being right, filled. You're right. seeing that yeah, a lot more, Ogba too. out there making some plays, batting some balls down. I think he almost had that pick. Was Ogba or was that um, – I think that was Okafor. That was Okafor. I just said the he pick was Okafor. He almost he had, had, could have had a pick six. It hit his hands twice. Right. Like, dude. He made two, just, he made two big yeah. plays right in the world. <laughs> so just, just seeing these guys get in there, guys that Beach has picked up and brought in, making plays in week one is good to see. And I know a lot of people were saying, oh, well, we didn't hear Frank Clark's name much. We didn't hear Tyron Matthews' name much. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes if you're, if you're getting burnt on defense, your name will come up. Oh, but sure. Sometimes if you're part of the field's quiet and you're not getting burnt, that, that's a good point. Not bringing up that, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good thing sometimes. Darius, what, what, what did you take away from the defense this week? Did you like what you saw? Are you, are you more on the spag side of things? Are you glad Bob's gone? I mean, we haven't really talked a lot about this. Definitely glad Bob is gone. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm iffy on the spags defense. I feel like even if he's not a great defensive coordinator, just having a new voice in there for the first time in five years, it's going to be enough to improve the defense a little bit. It's just going to be, you know, something new and it's just going to be defenders are trying. Like I think effort is going to yeah. be at a higher level this year. Uh, the past couple of years, the chiefs just kind of have some guys that are kind of, you know, they'll make plays, but then they'll kind of, you know, take a few plays off. Yeah. Uh, and that was kind of, it seemed like a Justin Houston thing. It seems like a Chris Jones thing, to be honest. It's just like, He's, he makes these fantastic plays, but he's not out there. He's not like a grinder. Yeah. And I think that's what they kind of tried to uh, they tried to add in, in free agency this year. Like Frank Clark, he's going to give it his all every fucking play. Yeah, Tyron yeah. Matthew, he's he's a grinder, man. He yeah. likes to get out there. He likes to get dirty. He won't, he'll do the dirty work that's necessary to have a good defense. You can't yeah. just have people trying to make plays on defense. It's an every play grind kind of thing. And I think that's just kind of what you're seeing. And you see that effort pay off in the improved run defense. And you already. see, you see the Juan Thornhill mm-hmm. led the team in tackles yeah. in the game. He, looked that's, great. he tackles yeah. so good. He man. already looks great. He wraps yeah. up so well. Well, and here's the other thing. What I also love about this defense, because I'm the same as you. When I heard that they signed Steve Spagnola, I was like, shit, I don't really know because he's so up and down in his career. He's had a lot of talent to work with. So obviously he's going to look good at certain times, but when he didn't have as much talent, his numbers really, really dwindled. So I was I was iffy about it too, but I was willing to give it a shot. Uh, seven new starters on this defense. That's what I liked is the fact that not just because of new blood as far as like more talent. I think this defense is more talented than they were last year. But also the fact that you don't have – I love Justin Houston. I loved Justin Houston. But those guys kind of came from a jaded time, if that makes sense. You know, we talk about like 2012 and how tough those times were. You know, these guys kind of – brought that memory almost and it's not their fault necessarily but I, I wanted some newness to this defense and you know not this ugly past or the notoriousness of like choking in the playoffs against the Colts and the Titans and all these other a lot of these guys on this defense now are not from that era and I love that because these guys are creating their own era in Kansas City and they're motivated like you said you're going to see a lot more effort from these guys there's not this like set in your ways mentality with this defense it's so much newness and then on the other side it's the exact opposite where there's so much like foundation set for years now with the Chiefs on offense where you have a lot of these guys that have been around for a little bit like Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, a lot of these veteran guys and this is Patty's third season with the team so he's familiar with the system better than he ever was with the previous two years. He looks more comfortable. Like to me, this team is as complete as a Chiefs team has ever been, in my opinion. So, and it's and it's really hard to debate that at this point. I don't expect the Chiefs defense to be great. I think they're gonna have a few games where they look like shit. I think that's gonna be the case, especially as the season progresses, because the, the schedule gets a little tougher after the Texans game. Then you get the Packers and Patriots and other teams coming up, the Chargers twice. I think they're going to have those 35-point games allowed type of things, and Patty's going to have to have shootouts. Stopping the run is a, a, the most important thing to That's, me. I know we're going to yes. have coverage problems probably all year, 
But the fact that we forced a fumble on Leonard Fournette, who as a guy who doesn't fumble, one of the you know one of the biggest toughest backs you have in this league when he's healthy, you know, we forced a fumble on him, which for, he doesn't the first, do. Yeah, you said the first one of yes. his NFL career. Yes, so he, that's a guy that has good hands, never fumbles the ball, and very tough to bring down. And we were tackling him decently well. He was getting his chunk plays here and there, but if we can control the run up front and, and slow down the pace of the of the opposing offenses and let our let our offense you know continue doing what they do and scoring in you know three five plays. It's going to be hard for anyone to keep up with that. That's the thing. It's like even I think that last season showed it, and I, I want to get your thoughts on this too, uh, Darkness. Oh, we know that the team can, that the offense can can trade blows with anybody. They can put up 45, 50 points. They did it numerous times last year. I think on our prediction show last week, I said that uh, I think the Chiefs score over forty points this year six plus times. I think it's going to happen a lot this year. They don't play a lot of elite defenses. And also, I mean, look at the first part of the schedule. Before, like, before Andrew Luck retired, I was like, well, shit, man, they're going to have to go against Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson in back-to-back weeks, and then Aaron Rodgers is coming to town. That's going to be a tough little stretch. Andrew Luck is gone. I think Deshaun Watson is going to put some points up against the Chiefs. But if you look at this first five, six weeks of the season, it isn't a tough stretch of quarterbacks like they did last season, where you had to face a lot of tough quarterbacks to start the year off. So this is a perfect time for the Chiefs defense to really find their ground and find their foundation as a team. Do you believe by the time we get to, let's say, like the Texans game, do you believe that the defense is going to be closer to what we expect them to be? Or do you think they're still going to be struggling with uh, coverage uh, uh, problems like we saw in the Jag- Jaguars game. Well, what do we expect them to be? I mean, I, I think you kind of said it that we don't, we're not expecting a great defense here. We're expecting, mm-hmm. we're hoping for a league average defense. Right, right. Uh, and I, I think they can, they can definitely be that. Um, I, it might take a little bit of time. I also think it's going to be, you know, Spagnuolo seems to, he seemed to kind of do some exotic blitzing a, a little bit in the preseason. It's just going to be, I, I used to have a theory like Andy would kind of, he would get a lead in games and then he would kind of save some plays. Uh, just because you only have so many plays, like you don't want to put put that on film if it's a game that you know you're you're well, winning by three plays. scores. He's got some plays put away for the Patriots, and you know that exactly. And, and now, <laughs> right. honestly, he has so many toys on offense that I don't <laughs> think they're he's going to run out of plays. Right. It's just you can just, we'll just throw it to Sammy. We'll right. just throw it to Tyreek. We'll just we'll just throw it to players instead of you know you know calling well designed plays here. Right. Even though we still see that he still has that clearly with the Sammy Watkins running all by himself. So on defense, I think you might kind of see that this year, like. Yeah. Save your schemes. Like like once once Foles went out, I do think we went a little vanilla, vanilla on yeah, defense. And it's just sure. like, okay, let's we're gonna put up 30 points. Let's see if this rookie quarterback can. And he came in and played great. He did. And I think he, they might have something there. I was really impressed with yeah. with Minshew. Uh, but I don't think they went all out and, and trying to defend him. I don't think they were, you know, <clears throat> trying to give up anything film. on film. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's weird to be a Chiefs fan right oh, now. Like you? it's 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 we know we're going to the playoffs, yeah. so you're saving things for January. One thing, one advantage the Patriots always have is playing in the AFC East. It's a really weak division. They know they're going to win it. They know they're going to be there in, in January, oh, probably with Miami, a bye week. Miami this week. I don't know. <laughs> they're probably going to be what's, in that division. What's the line now? right now? What are they? What, what, they're they're like favored to win by eighteen and a half. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but I mean, you're right because I, I did so that. They always save stuff. Yeah, like, the you Patriots always had something in in their bag of tricks that they could just wait and unveil in the yep. in the playoffs. And whether yep. that's like saving like a running back and then and then you know running him to the ground. We'll probably see more of that this, this coming game against the Raiders. I don't think we need to unleash much against them either. I don't I don't think we need to yeah. most of the season. Yeah. Like like there's going to be a few teams that are on our level, but man, maybe the Packers just, game. Maybe we're going to blow out yeah. a lot of teams, a I lot know. of teams, and I think we'll just kind of 
keep things for when we need it. I agree. Right. And so I'm glad you are, you brought up Tyreek and all the toys and things of that nature. Because when we get back from this break, guys, I'm gonna we're going to talk a little bit about the, the, the Tyreek Hill injury, how much we think on the table that it's going to affect the Chiefs offense as long as he's going to be out. And uh, what we expect to see when he comes back. We'll get back to after. We'll get back to all that after this. Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City themed clothing and accessories with a countercultural apparel. Find them online at commandeerbrand.com or follow them at commandeerbrand on Instagram or Facebook. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number two. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beard Co. Studios with my guy, Trevor Twidwell. What's cracking? And no Eddie Ortiz, no yo-yo-yos tonight, none of that shit. He's out <laughs> in the Bahamas or wherever the hell they went. I don't know where they're at. No cell he service, I'm assuming, so he can't hear this tonight, so we can talk all the shit we want on Eddie Ortiz. <laughs> but we do, we do have one of the voices of Amateur Hour Podcast here, Mr. His Dirtness. For segment number yeah. two, he's back, he's back. He's, he's still he, here. He decided after the first segment we didn't suck bad enough, so he's like, you know what, I'll stick around for another segment or two and see what these guys are all about. I didn't decide that. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we haven't told you guys. To we've we, we been holding back information. I've actually had him at gunpoint this entire time, <laughs> so he has no choice. He's going to have to stay here until I say, so it's good to have you, though, here, man. I, I appreciate it. I Chiefs takes all night. <laughs> <laughs> As I cocked the shotgun. <laughs> But uh, we just got done talking a little bit about the the Jacksonville matchup and what happened in that game, uh, the Tyree Kill uh, injury. And I'm sorry, yeah, we talked about the Tyree Kill injury. Um, oh no, we haven't actually. We're going to bring that up right now. Right. What I want to do is I want to talk about this because this has been look. It, no matter how you slice it, it sucks that Tyree Kill's hurt. I mean, it, it's it's so fitting because we had this shitty off season of all the speculation of what's taking place with his personal life. Are we going to have Tyreek Hill at all this season? Come to find out, no suspension whatsoever. We're thinking, oh, this is great, man. He's in great shape. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's been killing it all offseason. He's been practicing in the offseason with Patty and all the other guys. This is going to be awesome. (laughs) Less than, what, 13 snaps later, you know, he he has what they called uh, uh, Chiefs trainer uh, Rick uh, Burkholder said he suffered a dislocated sternoclavicle joint. Now, there, were no, there was no damage to his vital organs or vessels, but he's still expected to miss at least a month. Yeah. So it's just it, it just feels like, damn, man, like we just got over like this hump of all this bullshit, and now he's going to be out for a month anyway. So we're, it's almost like he got suspended anyway. It just sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it almost felt like life just like said, you know what? You guys thought you had him. No, you don't. Fuck you. Yeah. He's sitting on the sidelines and deal with it. But – you know, th- th- there is an automatic concern with that because you're losing the most, in my opinion, the most deadly non-quarterback offensive player in the NFL. This guy is a home run hitter whenever he touches the ball. There is no good matchup for him. There's no guy out there that I think can just shut him down for an entire game other than himself or the game plan, whatever the case is. So losing him is automatically going to quote-unquote hurt. But as I had posted in one of the videos I made as soon as we found out that he was going to miss time was I think it's going to be harder for the Chiefs to score points but it isn't going to be hard for the Chiefs to score points. So that makes sense. Like, it's going to be more difficult. It's not going to look as sexy. You're not going to have these one-play 80-yard, you know. Sammy Watkins obviously did it against Jacksonville, oh, but so I don't sure. expect that to see. I don't expect to see that happen as much because Tyreek, that's his MO. What are your thoughts about this, Dirkness? How do you feel for the offense going for the next four to six weeks without Tyreek? Well, again, I mean, we're looking at a different Chiefs team here. We're all got our eyes towards January. So it's not it's nothing crushing. Like, something happens like this a couple years ago and you're like, Oh fuck, like this is going to hurt our chances to make the playoffs. Right. I don't think anybody's really sweating that. Uh, and, it, and I almost see it as like an opportunity to like, see what we got. Hey, sure. Nicole, here's your chance to step up. Hey, DeMarcus, here's your chance to step up. 
Like it, it's just giving these guys an opportunity to see what we got in them. Like see if we can get like a full-time third receiver. In this. Cause we don't really know. McCole played something like 50 snaps last yeah. week or something like that and had uh, one, the one target three, when yeah, he just one. dropped. It was like right at the line of scrimmage and he just dropped it, I think. Right. Um, so, you know, this guy's a star of the preseason. So you kind of don't want to know if you actually have something there. And it's the regular season's a whole different beast. So, you know, I want to see what we got in him. I want to see if the light goes on for DeMarcus, who seems to have all the talent in the world, but, you know, never can really put it together. Always seems to have, you know, it seems like coaches don't really like him. It seems like a route running issue kind of thing to me. Like maybe doesn't, you know, he kind of freelances a little too much maybe. Mm. Um, so I see it as a chance to uh, bring up some of the younger guys and find out what we got. And I'm really just not sweating it too much other than my fantasy team, which I wasted for a drum pick. <laughs> Hey, I can't say I blame you though. I mean, I was, it was supposed to be 2,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. Yeah. Like, yeah. I am getting Tyreek Hill no matter what. I am reaching for him with the sixth pick, and there it is. It sucks. It's bad enough you got the sixth pick, but then you use that sixth pick, and yep. that sucks. But, but no, the, you're right, though, because that was also another point that I wanted to bring up was the, the blessing in disguise that this actually could be for a multitude of reasons, too, because you're right. McCall Hardman, I mean, the Chief, let, let's be real. The Chiefs drafted him because they were anticipating the chance. And at that time, a significant chance. They may not have Tiger Kill this year. So they had to do something. And this guy, besides DK Metcalf, was the best wide receiver on the board. And he fit the he fit the offense, I think, better than DK Metcalf did. So I wasn't mad when they took him. I like what I saw in the preseason. I thought he looked insanely good. He was always open. He always found the end zone. I think he had, what, two straight games of a touchdown. That's, that's interesting that you bring that up. I didn't think about that. Do you think they would, if they knew Tyreek was going to be around, not getting suspended or anything, do you think they go DK Metcalf over McColl? That's interesting because I don't, I don't know if they, they go wide receiver have, at all. They don't have yeah, – That's I mean, that's another good point. Yeah. But they don't really have anyone like DK Metcalf. Yeah. Like, they don't have a size receiver. Sammy Watkins has true. got some size to him. But no, it's true. No one likes six – I don't know if Reed likes those kind of guys. Though. Yeah. That's, you know, T.O. is like the, maybe the best, biggest size guy. He's one of the he five really best utilized. wide receivers yeah, ever. So it's like he likes Deshaun the smaller, Jackson, speedy yeah. guys that can. You can Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, he likes yeah. those smaller guys you can put in space like that. I mean, that's and it's makes sense. But I, I think DeAnthony Thomas can actually come in and make some noise here too because he already knows the offense. He know he, him and Reed have a good connection, and Reed kept him around for a reason. I know he's going to be Dave Tobe. Dave Tobe for sure. <laughs> that's but why Dave he's Tobe on the team, guys. But I'm saying we've seen DeAnthony Thomas have those games where. Like, in route something you know some tricky play and he's he's in the end zone in a split second so i think we can definitely see something like that in this raiders game but and another thing with uh with d'anthony thomas teammates love him yeah and that was something that always stuck with me he's a hard worker yeah. it was that denver week 17 game uh we were playing all the all the backups mahomes first game yep and d'anthony i don't remember what the injury was but got seriously injured that game was like the teammates were, yeah. were crushing that like man this was his chance to like show what he got on offense uh and all this stuff and but like teammates were it was something like they're all the quotes after the game or something like that. They were all like, man, we feel really bad for D'Anthony. And it seemed like the teammates really gravitate. Yeah, him. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's so that, I think that's the nucleus of this team is that you see like not many teams out there that they're practicing before practice begins. If that makes sense. Like they're out in the off season hanging out. Like how many pictures do you see on Patty's Instagram of him and Travis and well, shit, Sammy and all this. They even had Conley out hanging out with them too. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. there's a camaraderie there. It just, it's a special thing. And, I don't want to overplay on that, but it's just there is there is something special about this group. But when it comes to this injury, like I said, I think that I, I'll, I'll I'll come out and say I am not worried about this because we like you said it's nothing crushing. We're not losing him for the full season. You're missing, and, and here's the best part: I just talked about in the last segment. This is the softest part of the schedule. Yeah, get it out so, of the way now, right? So if there was going to be an injury to your most significant player, as far as you know your targets. 
yeah, this would be the time for it to happen. So I'm actually not scared about it. Furthermore, I am of the belief that McCole Hardman is going to show that he was worthy of that trade-up pick in the second round. I, I really believe he's going to show some. I'm not saying he's going to put up you know crazy stats. He's going to show that he can make the cl- the clutch plays. I think he's going to be utilized in third downs. I think you're going to see him get those deep. Th- the, the deep throw is going to be something, but I think he's just going to show, look, I was worthy of this pick, and I'm only adding to the depth of an already dangerous repertoire. I call him the Pat and the Plethoras because well, he's got a plethora of weapons he out there. He, he, adds yeah, and he to doesn't it. have the pressure of being a number one or number two option. You, right. know, you got Kelsey and Sammy to, to, to eat up that responsibility. Right. He can kind of feed off their energy and, you know, find space with defenses focusing on those guys. Um, but, yeah, I, I do have a little concern with the Tyreek Hill injury. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think that this could – Burkholder even t- talked about how it could be a, a possible re-aggravation type of deal. Because he's, you know, he's a guy, a high-volume guy, right? So he, he, he's known to be taking a lot of licks, and he's not a big guy. So he, he doesn't have a lot of mass to absorb that contact. That contact. So – I think the, the most recent comparison to this injury, I think Danny Amendola suffered the same injury and it had a similar outcome to where he was out for, a, a, I think, just like two or three weeks and he came back. But he's not a guy that gets the attention and the volume that Tyreek would. You know, and Tyreek catches though, he's, he's a get up and get a guy for as small as he is and he takes big hits. So I just, I don't, I just hope he doesn't come back too early. I hope he just takes his time, comes back when we're for sure about it and we don't have to worry about him re aggravating and taking another good hit to that clavicle area. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest worry for me would be that the Chiefs aren't being honest about the injury. And maybe they don't yeah, know at this point, but yeah, I mean, the right. Chiefs aren't forefront with, with injury status here. Right. That's a good point. I, week I, saw, week. I saw the, Shit. I saw the yeah. week to week thrown yeah. out this, this week. So, you know, you hope it's something that doesn't just linger around all season. You know, I've seen D Ford be week to week for, right. you know, 10 weeks or something. And <laughs> right. I don't think he came back that season. Back, uh, yeah. So it's just, the Chiefs aren't always, and, and nor should they be. I mean, I, 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 you should hold as much information in as you can. So right. I don't, I don't blame them for this. I don't get mad at them for this, but it also, it creates kind of a, you know, I, I don't know if I always believe them when they give me an injury status here. And so hopefully this Tyreek thing doesn't extend to like eight to 10 weeks. Yeah. The trust issues are definitely there and they're valid because like we said, I mean, Eric Berry is the ultimate example. I mean, my God, the dude had a questionable spirit for nine straight weeks. I mean, we didn't really know what was going on with Eric Berry and, and, and this, this could be one of those situations, but I, I have to be optimistic in this because of the fact that you saw it even last season. Patrick throws the ball to everybody. Literally, every, I mean, Demetrius Harris was catching touchdowns last year. Incompletrius Harris hmm. was catching touchdowns last year. Drop Demetrius. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, exactly. He pulled Shady McCoy out of his grave, and now he's yeah, I mean, awesome. Yeah, P- Patty got Albert Wilson paid. Like yeah. you see yeah, him, yeah. you see him utilize guys player, that you would yeah. not expect to have big. That's what makes Patrick great. So it isn't like there's a reliance. Like yes, obviously Tyreek Hill is extremely valuable to this team, this offense, and whatever success they're going to have this year. But I don't think that it's like the end-all, be-all. If he isn't a completely healthy going down the stretch of the season, I think they can let him work his way back in. I will also say there is a bit of me that's just as soon as a Chiefs player gets paid, he seems to get hurt, and then it <laughs> and then it lingers. Like it's just like a curse. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> like, a, it's a nightmare. Don't pay anybody? Like <laughs> yeah. my God! Like. We're just going to pay this guy huge money, and then it's just going to be an injury concern. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, though, because Tyreek's – I love that contract. It's a oh, three-year deal. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. How? I mean, I think this offseason definitely helped that out a lot. But, I I mean, Veach definitely got his yeah. – that was a great signing. I was expecting five years. I was fully expecting five years. 
They got a three-year deal on a guy that's going to be 28 when his contract's up. That is a great time to be restructuring a contract if you want to keep him. They get prime years out of Tyreek Hill. I thought that was a great sign. So, yeah. yes, but I do agree with you because that was the first thing we talked about. We were watching, Trevor and I were watching the game together. As soon as he got hurt, I'm like, dude, of course, the yeah. week we just yeah. signed this guy, of course he's going down. Don't stomach, pay man. anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does that include Patrick? I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, afraid what's going to happen when we do, man. He gone. Like, he gone. <laughs> I mean, I'm already terrified of, of Patrick every week. I know, man. Did you guys Did you guys have any thoughts of sitting Patrick Mahomes last week? Because I was sitting there staring at the franchise, staring at the season. Uh, you know, if he re-injures himself, if he, if he injures himself further here, I don't care about this game. When, when you're I talking about, about oh, the season. When he, when he rolled his ankle. Yes. yes. Oh, I, I, I wanted him set. I wanted yeah. him set. Move, I was – I was just like, man, get a two or three touchdown lead yes. and, and get him out. And we more did, time. We kind of did the next best thing where it's just, you know, he still played, but he, he just threw it. Yeah, he looked, yards yeah, every he time. looked funny out there throwing the ball. Well, he couldn't move. I was the guy that didn't want I didn't want him to take a single snap in preseason because of so, what you saw him doing. I don't, he's think, he's, the running. I don't, think, I don't think he needs legs. <laughs> no, I but think I saw, he's just out there. With, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I just think he could just go out there on nubs and just donate his <laughs> legs to charity and just go out there. We tie his damn shoelaces together. He's like, <laughs> I, I, mean, I swear, dude. No, but, no, but I didn't want him to take a single snap in preseason because I know what kind of guy he is. He's a risk taker, and that can be a detriment though in games that don't matter. And it, to your point, Darkness, the game was out of reach pretty yeah. much by that time. So you're thinking. There's no reason for him to be out there other than just to make his stats look better. Let's just be real. Like, that's what it came down to. I didn't want to see him get re-aggravated either because, yeah, he was limping up to, I think, yesterday at practice. So, oh, yeah. I Yeah, I think it's – I mean, I saw the uh, – who's the – there's an Arrowhead Pride injury guy, like Rehab All-Star, I think is his Twitter handle, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, but he kind of he kind of hinted that he saw a new video on point that kind of made him believe that it might be a little high ankle sprain, which is what you want to avoid. Right. Uh, and so it's just, you know, that's – that's concern number one across all boards right now is is keeping Mahomes home. The good thing is he was a full participant all week. Yeah. Did not have a walking boot. If he was, I mean, walking boots can be kind of overblown sometimes. But usually when you see a walking boot, especially immediately after the game and after the press conferences and all that stuff, that's when high ankle really becomes the narrative. So it may be, that might be the case, but from every indication. I don't think it's as bad as it looked, and he did luck out because if you watch the replay, oh, it could have been way worse. His foot, I watched it with my yeah. hands over yeah. my eyes. Like, <laughs> I don't. I can't, yeah, I was, it was, it was rough, was, and there was so much going on. And yeah, that, but, it, but it, it was the same play as the fight going on. No, it was, dude, like, it was insane. And then Miles Jack is like getting carried off, with yeah. his hands behind his back, like, yeah. yeah. Well, I, to, I don't smoke cigarettes. I need to go outside and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> well, his ankle popped back out, which I love. Like it, it, the, the, the body of the yeah. defender didn't land on it as it was sideways. You felt you saw the pressure and it, it clinched and then it just popped back out. So that he lucked out because I think you're talking about a snapped ankle if that would have been the case. So I was watching knees. I was, I was oh, that too, yeah. Knees. Yeah, okay. if it's a knee, then yeah. He's a season ender. I mean, ankle sprains are something you can play through. I've had numerous ones playing soccer and sports all my life. I'm not saying I'm comparing myself to a pro athlete here and the, the you're comparing yourself to Patrick. Uh, that's exactly what I'm doing. But uh, I'm just saying, like, I know. Patrick should be able to gut this out. I've been fine. <laughs> if I can do it, Pat can do back it. Back in a late rec center. <laughs> I used like to play ass. Day. Why I can't got, Patrick I dropped three points it? in my rec league, okay? Here's, yeah, here's a cell phone video of me scoring a goal. And, uh, <laughs> it's pixelated. Even Pat said There's no like, Wi-Fi. Even Pat said he's, he's, had, he's had roll ankles before, and it's something you can play through. Hopefully Ice up, son. Ankle sprain, Ice up, son. No, I'm but, saying. So it, let's, let's, talk, right. let's, let's talk about the other wide receiver real quick while we got time on this on this subject. Um, it, it goes without saying that Sammy Watkins just had his – the, at least the game of his Chiefs career. I do remember when he dominated us a few years ago with the Bills. Yeah. So that's pretty comparable, yeah. 
But, but this game, I mean, he really put himself out there. Like, okay, this he there's something right about this right. and how open he got, how many times he got the ball, the, all the targets. Like for Patrick to just keep going to that well, I think that Sammy Watkins is a different person. I, I, I know he's had his injury problems, and I know they got a lot of money. I get all of that, and it's all valid. Because up to this point, you can't really argue it. I mean, it's not really been it's not really worked out to the money he's made. But this these are the reasons why I believe they brought him in because of the uncertainty of what was going on in Tyreek's personal life. Like even back when she moved uh, when she moved into town and she came back into his life, there was a lot of worries about that. Yeah. If Tyreek Hill goes down with an injury, because like you said, Trevor, he's a smaller guy. Sammy Watkins was the guy they believed in that could can't come in here and carry the load for a certain amount of time, and that's now what's happening. And I'm trying to envision what this offense would be, although I still think it would be great without him. The fact that they have Sammy Watkins to rely on and goes out and has a career game, these are signs of what I believe are he's finally had that offseason of really just focusing on football with the Chiefs in this system. I think he is a different player. Dirkness, what do you think about him, man? What do you, What is your your thoughts on Sammy Watkins right now? So I've never, I've never been super high on Sammy. I thought we overpaid for him. And... Yeah. I just I never saw the production from him. Like that's I mean clearly he has talent. We all saw that coming out. We all have seen that in in specific games. But you know at some point you just you just got to produce at the level that we just gave you a contract for. And you know we were looking at his year with the Rams. He did nothing. There's excuses out there. His I think first he had double with, digit touchdowns. Didn't he? Did he? I mean, I think he, he had like. Well, he had did like he really? I think yeah, like. But he had like 40 catches. Yeah, he had a lot of, he didn't have a lot of it was a weird year. He was a weird year in the red zone a lot. I think yeah. he had like 10 touchdowns. But the fact is, it wasn't a great season. It wasn't. And that's fair. Yeah, but his I numbers mean, weren't great. Yeah, but. it's just that's that's not someone I want to be paying. You know, what's he? What's he getting? 21 million next year. Yeah, he's one of the highest paid wide receivers. So like 16 million a year, I think, was the average for his three years. Yeah. Um. So with with Sammy, it was never. It was. It was just like I want to see his production. Yeah. And you know, last week we saw the production. Everyone's like, "That's why we paid Sammy Watkins." Well, yeah. I mean, that's what you expect if you're paying someone that kind of money. So, uh, and the other problem was he just gets hurt all the time. And so I was just yeah. like, and you know, we say that last year, like, well, if he didn't get hurt, he would have had a great year. Like, well, <laughs> we need to see a fucking year where he doesn't get hurt, right. where we can assume he's going to go a full year without getting hurt. Right. Like that's that is kind of the fear right now. Is what if Sammy's injury comes now? Because you know, Sammy injuries almost inevitable right it's, it's kind of coming so if it comes right now then we could be looking at a problem with this Chiefs offense absolutely I mean there there are concerns and, and and it does suck to think that their number one wide receiver is a guy that is I think the he's never had a full season I think he played one full season it was a rookie year actually mm-hmm. and then after that he started having ankle issues and all different types of issues I I do get that concern I I'm concerned I I do I know that it's it's well, probably yeah. inevitable it's probably inevitably going to happen where he misses a couple games um but what I what I want to focus on is the fact that I think that we uh, we are seeing now the best version of Sammy Watkins, and and I think that I'm not saying you can avoid injury because it's a contract year per se, but it is there is something to it when you see guys that know that they have a, it's basically a prove it year that you start to see the best version of them, and they usually are healthy. It's a weird thing. Yeah. You see a lot of guys in contract years stay healthy. It's so odd, dude. Like I mean, you saw Justin Houston. Gets his money, dude. Got his money. Having one of the greatest seasons ever for for sack totals. After that, he was never the same. And you talk about don't play players. That's the reason why right there. But my point is is that Sammy, I think, knows that more than likely, this will probably be his last season in Kansas City because they're not paying him $21 million next year unless they want to extend him. I was going to ask you guys. I mean, I've I've just been assuming he's going to get cut. Um, are you guys? Did you guys agree with that? 
Is there anything he can do over these next five weeks or the whole season that can change that opinion to you? Is there anything that can keep Sammy Watkins here? I Kansas think Nation? if you need, if you know anything about Sammy Watkins, if you follow him on Twitter for Christ's sake, or if you, uh, you know, he's, he's, a lizard. he's a different guy. I think if he gets comfortable here and say we win, a, if we win a ring this year, that can change emotionally. That can make people want to stay and, and restructure things. And I know he, he thinks highly of himself. Cause I think I've always been a Sammy Watkins truther. Honestly, even back to in his Clemson days, I've always liked the talent. Um, and he's still, I think, only 25 years old. He's 20, and, he just turned 26, I think. And yeah. this is the first season he's had back to back. That's old for a lizard, by the way. Right. That's what, <laughs> right. what is that in the lizard years? He, I'd like to know. <laughs> and, <laughs> Maybe that's why his butt is breaking down. In reptilian, in reptilian years. Not, this dude peaked when he was, you know, seven. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, and, and this year is the first year he's had back to back same offensive offensive coordinators. Yeah. Or on the off, same offensive scheme. He's every year of his career. He's had a different offensive offensive coordinator. Even back in his Buffalo days, it was different every year. The Matt um, Castle stat. Right. right. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. That's a little less excusable for a quarterback. Quarterback should just go out there and perform. But for a wide receiver to be used in different ways and have to learn new route trees for different schemes, that's that's difficult. And I don't think he's – I'm not going to say he's not the brightest guy, but I think you got to kind of simplify things for him a little bit. Yeah. And I think he's really finally comfortable here in this in this scheme and I, I do think he will work something i think we'll try to 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 work something out with him to keep him around because i think he's look, a vital part of this we seen last year how how good and smooth our offense looked with him yeah no I, saying. they were ever when when sammy was healthy last season the chiefs were averaging almost two points more per game they ended yeah. up having at the I end of the season actually. it was like well yeah it was like it was, it was over 37 points a game yeah. when he was healthy um Look, I, I think that it's going to really come down to what Sammy wants at the end of the day because of the fact that I think that after – I'm anticipating that he's going to have a big season this year because Tyreek's going to miss some time, and so his numbers are going to look better. I think he's going to be flirting with over 1,000 well, yards. Right now. Yeah, he's already got Nearly three touchdowns. Six, he's yeah. already got three touchdowns on the season, so he's on pace to have oh, double almost digits. 200 yards already almost. So let's say he has a career year. The Chiefs have great success in the playoffs. There are going to be teams out there that are going to be asking the Chiefs, like, look, can we trade for him? Can we do like a, you know, maybe, you know, figure out an extension plan? We'll give you some picks or, you know, a defensive player, a cornerback. If this team has somebody that makes sense for the Chiefs, whatever the case is, I think it's going to come down to something like that. But I think that Sammy, I, I do believe he is comfortable here in Kansas City because everything's very easy for him because he's not the man. Yeah. He doesn't have to worry about all the pressure being on him. He can kind of just do his thing and be himself. You know, Andy Reid is very lenient about that. He lets his guys be who they are which I love. I, I do think Sammy would like to stay here, but th- at the end of the day, this is a business. Absolutely. And I think that the Chiefs look and say, man, if McCole Hardman shows us any promise, we're not really obligated to keep Sammy around and we don't have to pay him big money for the next few years so they can keep McCole on the cheap and get some production maybe close to Sammy Watkins and have Tyreek Hill long-term and Travis Kelsey for the next couple of years, draft another player here and there and keep it cheap. My, my opinion, I think that's what's going to end up happening. I'd like to keep Sammy, but I don't think the money's going to make sense at the end of the day. I think the Chiefs are going to focus their money on other places. It always, and yeah, and they're up against the cap next year already. I mean, they've uh, just got too much talent to try and pay everybody. And it always it always just felt like a two-year rental for Sammy that we could afford because Tyreek's on his rookie deal. And, and Patty's on the yeah. Patty's on his Well, if we get a ring this year, it's, it's well worth it. And that's oh, absolutely. absolutely. If, if Sammy can contribute to a ring – Thank you so much. Have a great day. Wherever else you go, wish you the best, man. Thank you for your time. Because if he's putting up 198 yards every week, I, mean, I, I will <laughs> shut up very quickly. Like not, mean, that not that I'm doing podcasts or anything, but I'll sit at home. And shut up. I mean, he's, you he's can always the, come hang out with he's us. The, he's the number I'll one. We'll get a, yeah, we'll get a Sammy. Yeah, we'll get a Sammy update with your silence, just sitting over in the corner. <laughs> so, Dirk, he's got anything to say about Sammy? Creek, creek. Back to you guys. You know, so we're gonna take a break real quick, guys. When we get back. Uh, we're going to talk about the upcoming game. It is Raider Week. Um, 
I'm not as big on this whole, it's still a rivalry thing. We'll talk about that in a second. But nevertheless, it's not that it's, it's not a rivalry. We'll, we'll, we'll talk in a second. I got, I got, I have some unpopular opinions about this. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll get to it in a second. We'll get back to all that. And also, real quick, the cornerback situation. What are the Chiefs going to do with the cornerback situation? They got to make a move. We don't know what it's going to be, but they got to do something. We're going to get Dirkness's thoughts on this. We're going to go around the table. We'll get back to all that after this. Casey Hemp Company, your most trusted CBD provider in Kansas City, shipping nationwide. Ancient plant for a new age health. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Casey Hemp Co. Get it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number three. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the Casey Beard Co. Studios with my guy, Trevor Twidwell. What up? And his dirtness from Amateur Hour Podcast. How are we doing tonight, guys? You having fun yet? What's up? So mm. I, I get to give three intros on this. I get to give my this is nice, right? Stuff. You guys all have patented intros. No, yeah. really. I changed mine up. Eddie's boring ass does the same thing every yo, time. Yo, 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 yo. Uh, yeah, sometimes I'll throw a different voice in there. Yeah, I don't know how I stumbled into mine either. I just kind of like those words. Thought it, I wanted to before we talk about Chiefs and Raiders. Um, I actually looked this stat up uh, a couple days ago. I was I was just kind of bored. I was like, you know, I want I want to look up some Patrick Mahomes numbers. That's Deep always dive. fun. It was. It, it took me. It, this took me a couple hours, and I just researched a few names. But um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes hasn't started a lot of games in his career. In fact, it's only eighteen. So I was like, man, he's thrown. A, he's had a lot of three hundred yard games. He's had a lot of three touchdown games. What about three hundred yard, three touchdown games? And so I looked it up, and I compared him to careers of certain quarterbacks and how many they've had in their careers. So this is a total deep dive. Oh, I love that. It's it's so I'm yeah. This. this is great. So in eighteen starts. Patrick Mahomes already has just as many or more games with 300-plus passing yards and three-plus touchdown passes than these quarterbacks had in their careers or current careers. Gardner Minshew. (laughs) He does make the list technically. Technically makes the list. Technically, by a technicality, I'll add him to the list. But, okay, so Minshew first. (laughs) Russell Wilson, Troy Aikman, Cam Newton, Phil Simms, Michael Vick, Joe Flacco, Alex Smith, Jay Cutler. Now it gets really good. Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, <laughs> Mark Brunel, oh, Jake Plummer, you went Mark Brunel, Jake Delome, and Derek Carr. So obviously, like some of these names are like, okay, good? those guys are straight ass. But think about it. it's over 150 seasons of football. Yeah, combined here, and there's what three Hall of Famers, th- f- another three guys that have had at least 10 years of starting experience in the league. And in 18 games, Patrick Mahomes already has just as many or more 303 touchdown games than these guys. I just wanted to throw that out there because I think it's so much fun for for Chiefs fans to hear that kind of stuff. And they loved it. Like as soon as I posted that, Twitter, like it was retweeted a ton of times. Break out the lotion. It was great. Yeah, man, because those those are fun things. Like, holy shit, dude, in less than 20 starts. He's done this, and and they, they showed that and he already has the record for most passing yards in 20 starts, and he's only had 18. So like that's incredible, you know just what I mean? Wait till he's like five, six years in. That's what I'm We're saying, man. The like, record books. So I, I just wanted to throw that out there real quick because I thought it was fun. But let's get to this. Uh, let's it's it's Raider Week. Obviously, this is something that you know us Chiefs fans look forward to every year. Raider fans look forward to this every year. They do more than we do, but it's yes, Super Bowl. For yes, sure. um, we can talk about that in a second. As far as you know, what rivalry even exists between these teams anymore? But nevertheless, there is a matchup to to talk about. The Raiders came into Monday Night Football last week. They look good. 
And they they look decent. I think they look decent as a team against a bad Broncos team. I think that they showed that on both sides. I don't, you know, we we automatically assume the Broncos are just gonna have this great defense because they have names. But are they really going to be great this season? That's a question. Names are still there. Right. Um, well, Chubb's, Chubb's, Chubb's a rising star. Chubb's good. Names are there. I'm, I'm just saying, in, in, in totality, Non-ex- with non-existent. yes, nothing. It was. I was super surprised by that. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, I think the Broncos showed that they're just not going to be a very good team this year. <laughs> Joe, Joe Flacco might be the worst starting quarterback in football. I just love that all the Raider fans are stoked, like that they're going to be fighting for that fourth spot. I love it. <laughs> real, real quick on the Broncos too. I just want to bash them yeah. for a little bit. Bash away. Don always terrible. They can't yeah. fire him. Because he's a legend there, right? And yes. I like that he's there personally. Yes. But, Drew yeah. Locke is going to be terrible. He's he's <laughs> their immediate future. They Von Miller is about to turn thirty if he's not already. He's on the downside of his career. They don't have anything. This they, is what I'm saying. Von Miller, Von Miller is That's what I'm they're saying. Be a laughing stock for the next yeah. five to ten years. That's what I'm they saying. Can't, they can't. They're locked in. They got like a sixty-five year old coach who's too old. He's too old. Right. Yeah. They're. And they don't have no the guy in the division, too. I mean, imagine how much that sucks to look up and see the guy that we have in our team and then have to face that twice a year. Right. That's what I'm saying. I just, that's got to be depressing. And so Very not, little hope not, not to take yeah. away – not to take, the Raiders did have a legitimate win. I'm not trying to Derek take – but, but they acted like it was the damn Super Bowl because you saw yeah. after the game, John Gruden is like <laughs> hugging fans and like <laughs> so high-fiving down the rows. I'm like, <laughs> dude, week one, man. Jesus <laughs> Christ, you just beat like a horrible dude, team. I was laughing so hard when I was watching him do that. It was, I was just like, yeah. It was a horrible – I tell you what, man. Yeah. Like it was just – it was not – like I don't know. I just didn't like it. You know, it's, but anyway. Knock on wood if you're with me. Yeah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's a bad fucking execution. So so now we're now we're looking at you know the Chiefs going into Oakland. They're feeling really good about themselves. Sure, as they should. You know, they're confident. The fans are confident. They're living it up because this is the last year in Oakland. You know, there's a lot riding on, you know, for the for the Raiders in this game. Yeah. <laughs> Having said that, I'm am I the only one that's just not worried about this one? I feel like this is just gonna be one of those games like where it's hyped up a little bit and then Oh yeah, the Chiefs won by twenty four. You know, it's just I don't feel like everyone's talking about this game is going to be close. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think the matchup is good for the Raiders in a multitude of reasons because of injuries, because of youth, because of coaching. Those three things all are in the favor of the Chiefs, even without Tyreek Hill. So maybe you guys can bring me down a little bit. I am not worried about this game. What do you think, Darkness? Uh, my only worry would be if Mahomes is still hobbled. Uh, if Mahomes is moving around like like we've expected over the last year or so, uh, I'm not really worried about anybody on the schedule until, except a certain few teams that we have circled. Uh, so, no, playing at Oakland doesn't scare me in the, in the slightest unless Mahomes can't move around and he's, you know, very ginger in the pocket like he was in the second half last year. Because I don't I don't think enough attention was paid to how little he was moving in the second half. Yeah, like, he could not so, save that left foot. Yeah, and if he's yeah. like that, like – that, that takes a lot. I mean, the defense can come up. I mean, he's not going to be able to throw deep if he's if he's moving like that. So, you know, a week to rest. Hopefully he'll be better. If he is, I'm not sweating this one whatsoever. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not sweating this one at all. I think we could start Matt Moore in this game and be just fine. I, the only thing that does worry me, too, is the hobbled uh, Seattle Mahomes mobility is. And Eric Fisher might not play. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, he pulled his groin in today's practice. Yeah, and for a big guy like that to pull your groin like that, you know, for being a left tackle, that's obviously the major mobility issues. If that's the case, and they just they just said that he, that's like what I'm Cam saying. Irving? Cam Irving's probably going to be the guy because he can play like every position in the line. But that that does tackle. kind of spook me a little bit because uh, the Raiders' defensive front looked decently well. I know uh, Denver's line isn't that great. The Flacco was holding on the ball for like 30 seconds per snap. So I I, I definitely think we need to make sure that Mahomes is good. 
and I'm not, I mean, I'm not really worried about Mahomes. I think he can go out there, like I said, on one leg or nubs and go out there and beat these Raiders. Uh, yeah, like I said, I think we can start Matt Moore, dude. I think we're gonna have we're gonna be just fine. That defense is horrible. Yeah, it's yeah. And they 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 looked a little over glorified against the Broncos, especially and they defensively lost, because Flacco's and they it. lost Abrams and they lost another young player too in the same play. Yeah, and they barely, honestly, we're not. That's not act like they blew out the Broncos. It that's was a what close I'm saying. Game. And yeah. Flacco made some really good plays, right, against that defense. Wait, Mahomes. I mean, it's just saying. Like, like it looked, it looked like two JV squads going at well, it. And you're like, oh, okay, Gruden, yeah. Like Gruden even said, like they make this team makes you defend every inch of the grass. Right. Like, good luck. Like Conley's maybe the only guy that out there can play decent coverage. Who I like, I like Gary and Conley, but. I'm just saying, and he's banged up too. So right, and, and, and Abrams gone. And the biggest thing also on the Raiders' offensive side, you're relying on a lot of unproven commodities too. I think they'll be able to put up some points. I'm not saying they won't. My point yeah. is, is that you're not looking at an offense that's stacked with guys. That you're gonna have to worry about the matchups. Like they don't have yeah. the cornerstone players. Neither did the Josh Jacobs, Jaguars. But I'm just saying. Like, I understand, but a lot of those points came off garbage time. The Chiefs only gave up one true. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying I, I can see it being a, like a 14 point win, 13, 14. You know. That, but what I'm saying is this: if you look at like, okay, what did we just talk about? How the Chiefs played so well against the pass or the the rush in rush D, right? Mm. They played very. They kept uh, four nights to the 81 total yeah, rushing yards. Shut Josh Jacobs. Ass down. That's my point. They're relying on a rookie running back well, to I, basically be yeah. the, the the bell cow for their offense to move. Yeah. And if and let's say the Chiefs go up a couple touchdowns, you can forget about the run game. Uh, You're forcing Derek Carr to throw the ball yeah. to again a bunch of nobodies. I know that Darren Waller's nice. Well, he's nice. Yeah. My point is, this guy up to this season, no one knew who he was. So what Doesn't is matter. he really? He, produced on the field. he just looks good on the field. He's flashing out there. On Monday Night Football in Oakland, when everyone's feeling good as their last home opener, I'm not buying the hype yet in some of these guys. Everyone's talking about Derek Carr looks better. Tyrell Williams. He didn't get touched in the game. Of course he looked fine. He didn't get touched. Yeah. They didn't They well, didn't wash his laundry after the he game. He was sharp. I mean, he was accurate. He was making – his deep ball was hit and miss. But, I mean, if yeah, I mean, if, if we're getting at him, I think if – we you know do some more show a little more stunts and some twists which I don't think we will I don't think we need to like discuss that already I just think we can go out there and play vanilla defense and just get this game over with you know mop up our division just take care of business and get it out of the way so so what do you think about this I mean you you said you feel comfortable about this is there anything that concerns you uh, as far as where you think the Raiders can get a leg up uh no not really I mean not any, really, there is no leverage for them uh I mean I think they they'll try and establish the run. Uh, so it'll be another test for the run defense. Um, but so if the run defense is is up to the task, if if they can Ooh, run it, nice. I think they'll be able to move it, and they'll they'll kind of be able to you know hang with us, kind of similar to the game in Oakland last year, where we just kind of kept them at an arm's length the whole time. But a lot a lot of people have also brought up that game and and as evidence that this game is going to be close. But that that game was literally two days after the Kareem Hunt situation. Right. And the day after that, we cut them off the team, and that's that's just kind of a hard mm-hmm. situation for a team to play in. Still put up forty points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it ended up being like a one score game, didn't it? Like, yeah, it was thirty. Or was it thirty yes. to thirty to forty? We couldn't stop their offense either. Yeah, it was, was 30, 33 to thirty. The Chiefs had the last touchdown, so it ended up being forty to. We 30 could drop fifty on these guys. This week. We could yeah, drop fifty on these guys this week, dude. Like, yeah, the ice fifty's not out of the picture. Right? No, definitely... I, I, that's what I'm saying. So, and to talk about, that's the, gonna want to run it up too. Yes, I think he's gonna get at least three or four touchdowns in this game, but to. To, to kind of swing it to the other side of, of this whole thing, you know, we talk about Raider Week, and we always, every time we talk about these games, you, you, I guarantee you, when they come to Arrowhead later on this year, you're going to see the old Marty, you know, clips, and they're talking about it's Raider Week and all this other stuff. Yeah, I fun. get at one it's a time, nuance. it's a nuanced thing. It's at one time, this was a very big rivalry because at one time, both these teams were contending for the AFC West, and they were playoff teams, and they were fighting for something. 
Since 2000, I'm sorry, since 2013, the Chiefs were 10 and 2 against the Raiders. And since 2002, the Chiefs are 23 and 11 against the Raiders. And if we win, if we win this game, we will have an all-time winning record in the black hole. Right. Them. That's that, that, so. We'll won more games against them in the black hole than they've won. So against what? Them. So what like it, a 500 yes. split right now. Yes. Right. So what? Is, what exactly well, is the rivalry? Yeah, no. Now we got something. That's something the main thing I was looking forward to. Yeah, is to have that over their heads. And I think if memory serves me correct, this might. This was. Uh, this. This could be Andy Reid's 69th win as a Chiefs head coach. Nice. So there's a lot <laughs> right on this one. But but you know, no, I'm just saying like where where exactly is the rivalry at this point? Because I feel like it's more of a fan driven thing now. It's more of just in the stands. It's, I don't feel like this is a true rivalry anymore i feel like the chargers at this point are more of a rival to the chiefs than the raiders or the broncos it it fluctuates because when peyton was with the broncos clearly the broncos were the biggest rival for the chiefs for me the rivalry is all about just competition so you look at it as more of a current currently competitive rival i mean yeah you would have to say the chargers are or the patriots obviously yes um yeah Steelers. yeah i've always looked at the broncos as my biggest rival in my opinion uh, mostly just because of the pain they've they've caused me through my Chiefs career, uh, much more than than the Raiders. And then also, like I I know Broncos fans. Yeah, I know they're some. closer to home. I don't really know any Raiders fans. Like I don't I don't hear their side of things. <laughs> I I mean I hear Broncos yeah. fans talk, and I just like I just I want to slap their face. <laughs> like I just don't. I have no respect towards you whatsoever. <laughs> I hear Raiders. I mean, I see Raiders fans, and I just kind of laugh. Like, I mean, I kind of like the gimmicks. Aww. Like, you guys are like the you like a, you're the perfect villain. Like, you guys play up to it. Like, yeah. you're the silver and black. It's a, it's a they're great fans. Old school logo. They're like, like they're I, always I, there. I can kind of dig yeah. the tradition of the Raiders for sure. Uh, Broncos. I just I just want to throw piss bags at. Them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you on that. Man. But see, what you're saying is 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 the point is you're looking at it from just like fan and fan. I'm looking at it like on on the field. It's like for me, I'm looking at the results. If if the Chiefs suck and yep. the Raiders are really good, I, I, and there's a guy like me out there in the Raiders side of things, I, I would think he'd be like, "Well, the Chiefs aren't really doing anything at this point." So I don't feel like, man, we better watch out for those guys. And there's like this passion, like this driven. Because look at like Duke and North Carolina, one of the greatest rivalries in American sports history. Red Sox Yankees. Why are those rivalries so great? They're always good. It isn't just because the fans hate each other. It's because the teams are both really good every year fighting for championships, and they're in their, each other's way. So, like, that's how I look at rivalries. I look at it as it's a year-to-year basis. I know we're in the division, but let's be real. If the, if the Raiders were in our division right now, we're not even talking well, about also, this as, as anything of seriousness. And also, those other, those other rivalries that you brought up, there's been absolute, like, crazy playoff battles between those like, right how many playoff battles do you have with the raiders like you, right there's no, i mean they in the 80s they had their championships and we were chasing them we were in their shot right right I and mean, we never got there so right. i mean that and then it kind of fizzled out and we became a better season-long team and they were like straight shit for like the last 20 years now yeah but i mean yeah we really we had those wins go yeah we had not, that one year uh where the raiders came here on thursday night and that was a huge game the one year the the raiders were good it was that Two years ago, now, 26, years ago. Yeah, 26 like years. games. Uh, the, it was two goals for the Raiders that night. Um, we had that <laughs> year, and that game was really a total dud because yeah. the Raiders. I mean, they put up like less than two hundred yards of, of offense. It yeah. wasn't even wasn't even close. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, I mean, you're you're going back a ways to right. see like important games between the Chiefs and Raiders. They just haven't really been good in the same years, and it, mostly that's the Raiders' fault. Well, no they haven't, team, been, they no, haven't been good since Gruden was here. Yeah, the last, last fifteen years, no team in the NFL has lost more games. Right, than the Raiders. So, so I, I mean, can't even take it seriously. To anyone, 
Like, I, I don't. I, I'm gonna be real. I just I don't respect them as an organization. I think their fans are insanely good, but they yeah. don't deserve their they fans. Well, yeah. I mean, they're moving away from those good fans too, which is crazy in itself. But I get you know they're getting a huge stadium. Yeah, they're playing on a baseball field, yes, right out of the bay, yeah. right? Yeah, and from every every indication, I've <laughs> Warriors heard, are moving out of the bay. The Raiders are moving yeah. out of the bay. There's reasons. But well, players talk about like when you fall on that on that field, it's like you're falling on. Powdered pavement, yeah. basically. You know, that's what it, practice yeah. on the Royals field. I yeah, I love seeing that. I, yeah, I think, I awesome. think they just sent over the kickers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for natural grass, you know, awesome. that feel of the natural grass. Awesome. So much harder, man. But let's 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 also talk about obviously the biggest hole in this in this team right now, which is the cornerback position. Mo Claiborne will be on the team, I believe. He'll be activated week five. Yes. Is it week four? Week five? Okay, he'll be he'll be back in. He'll be he'll be ready to go in a couple weeks. In the meantime, the Chiefs have some serious problems. We we can go through it all over again. We're not going to do that. And maybe Mo Claiborne will be somewhat of an answer for the Chiefs. I do believe he would become, you know, him and Brashad Breeland will be pretty close Breland as far as good, the, man. But 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 obviously the Chiefs are still gonna have to, in my opinion, take it take it another step in desperation of looking at New England because it is gonna be a collision course, an inevitable collision course in the playoffs with the Chiefs and Patriots. With, let's say Antonio Brown works out. The Chiefs are going to have to do it because the, the Patriots went and got A.B. because of the Chiefs. The Chiefs need to counter that by going and get better at cornerback. My question is not if something is going to happen, but when it's going to happen. Dirkness, who do you think – who would you want of all the guys that you think could become available at cornerback or defensive back that you think could come in here and be an effective, immediate player for the Chiefs? Uh, I mean, I guess if I had my pick of the litter, I'd go Patrick Peterson. Um, just because I've I've seen him be a better player for for longer than than the other guys, um, so Xavier Howard is really good. I don't really know much too much about him. I haven't watched him that much. Not over here watching too much too much Dolphins film. <laughs> uh, I hear he's good, and I've seen him play good, good. So you know, but he's getting paid. Uh, the Minka Fitzpatrick guy is very interesting, just because he's still on his rookie deal. So versatile. Too. So you're trading for a guy who you're going to have control over for the next four years. And he's going to get paid nothing. Uh, so that's really interesting. It really fits in better with the Chiefs' plans because, you know, we've talked about all the guys they have to pay. So say so say you could – maybe maybe it comes down to like Chris Jones. Like So you could either have Patrick Peterson or Chris Jones, mm-hmm. or you could have Minka Fitzpatrick and Chris Jones. Yeah. So, you know, if, if those are the options, you know, I don't, I don't know too much about Minka Fitzpatrick either. I know he was like a top-10 pick last year, mm-hmm. so obviously he's talented. Uh, I know he's more of a, a versatile kind of guy, kind of a safety corner hybrid. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if that's exactly what we need, but taking on that contract would be beautiful. I, I would yeah. I would take that in a heartbeat. So if, if we could send him something to, to get Mika Fitzpatrick, I'm all down for I'm down for any move. Yeah. Yeah, for me it's Fitzpatrick or Patrick Peterson. But if I had to pick, honestly, I think for just the all-in year, I would have to go Patrick Peterson because of the experience, because he's been there and done it. He's proven it on good teams. He's been on good teams uh, with good offenses and balanced defense. And, and him and Tyro Matthew obviously obviously have chemistry. I want that on my team first and foremost for this defense because this defense needs that more than anything. They need experienced veteran glue guys that'll go in there and call guys out if they're making mistakes. Bringing in Fitzpatrick would be just another young guy who's still learning and finding his way into this league. I don't want another experiment kind of guy, which I believe in his talent, and he he could be moved in like as as a chess piece like Tyro Matthew is. But I definitely uh, Patrick Peterson would just bring something to this team that we don't have yet. Yeah, you bring you bring Peterson in and go hey. Go cover that guy. Like right. you don't you don't need to go learn guard AB. Just just shadow AB all night. And you also, know, that's, I love bringing in veterans like that that haven't done much winning. I don't think he was around for when the Cardinals were going. No, to the that, was that was a wait. And he's yeah, gonna be rested. You know, he's gonna have fresh legs yeah, yeah. coming in halfway through the season. You know, he's gonna be ready to go. And if he comes in this team, you know, the chip on his shoulder is gonna be so yeah. big. 
And this guy, he's played in the, long, in the league a long time. Yeah. He's been very good, and he hasn't done much winning. So right. this guy has got to be hungry to win. Like, yeah. I, I get that he must love Arizona, and it seems back and forth on whether he's available, you know, every other week. Like, right. we just don't know, don't know what to believe there. We don't even but know if he's available he is, yet. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I it depends how good Arizona is in my mind. Yeah. Like, well, we've just been is. tied to him for so long since the trade deadline right. last year, and it's just been pretty. Yeah, it's pretty obvious the Chiefs want him. The question is, like you guys said, it's about Arizona really more about it. Because I think if, if it was the Chiefs' way, they already had him. They had already gotten him. And got his, his contract's actually not bad at all. He's right. got, I think, a year left on his deal after this season. I think he's got a total of less than $20 million left in like actual money that he's going to have to like for sure make. The Chiefs can spread that out, give him a signing bonus, you know, give him another year or two. Uh, I do believe he's 29 right now. If we're looking at – okay, look. We all, I, I, Dirk, 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 I don't know exactly what your predictions were before the season. I don't want to quote you on that or assume anything, but I'm assuming you think the Chiefs are going to make the Super Bowl. Okay, so <laughs> there we go. No, I actually picked fifteen and one. Fifteen and one. I picked fourteen and two. I think you picked fourteen and two as well. I started. I said the Chiefs. Well, were I guess I'm down on the Chiefs. I know, right? <laughs> You're just a homer. Well, I mean, I apologize. <laughs> I don't believe in them. <laughs> well, I said we're all debating the week seventeen game where we play our backups. Right. Well, that's what that's what I said. I said that the Chiefs are going to start the season fourteen and zero, and then the Bears are going to be desperate for a playoff push. The Chiefs are they already have the AFC locked up, and they might be playing Chase Daniel by that time. You know, right? so so my my point is, I think they drop the last two games. That's my prediction. But They're, oh, really? Yeah, you think they flirt with undefeated? <sighs> I don't think Andy Reid going fourteen and two. I said, I, I, said, I said that earlier. I said I don't I think Andy Reid cares about that. I'm gonna be yeah. real. I don't think Andy Reid is, is more because Andy Reid's had so much regular season success. He's had three different seasons in his NFL career with fourteen and two. So I, I, he's had opportunities to go sixteen and zero. My point is he's trying to win a Super Bowl. So what's more important, like getting the sixteen and zero and then going into the playoffs, risking those injuries in games that you don't need. How as do you guys a, feel if we get there? If we're eleven and zero, do you want to push for it? Oh, absolutely! As a fan, I want it. Yeah, I'm looking even, at it from a coaching you're, standpoint. Even though you're playing, you're playing starters and <sighs> technically meaningless games. Yes, that's the tough part about it. Yeah. It's like as a I'm fan, going, yeah. I'm going. I mean, if you go six and zero, let me believe this. Let me believe this. If they go for it, I'm not mad. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. great. Let's go for nineteen and zero. I'm all for it. As a fan, it's a win-win. I'm just it's looking at my mind. That's never crossed my mind with the Chiefs. Oh, never. This is the first time I've ever picked them to win a Super Bowl in my entire. I'm 31, man. So it's it's. It's definitely something that I'm excited to finally be able to say and feel because I actually believe it. But to the point of, of what is going on in this season, this is all in. I, I get, like, I agree 100 percent about the Minka, Fitzpat- Minka Fitzpatrick idea of him being cheap and you know it was an opportunity for Chris Jones and you know other guys you want to keep. But I don't know if that's really what I care about the most right now. Yeah. I want the guy, and we talked before we started the show. I want the guy that you can bring in immediately. And like you just said, go guard him. I don't know if I can get that from Fitzpatrick. I don't pieces, know. It's the pieces you need, not the pieces you want. I, I know I can get that from Patrick Peterson. Right. I know I can say, hey, go over there and just play that guy. And he'll do it because he's one of the best at what he does. Yeah, it's kind of a litmus test on where you are. Like, you know, are you all in on the Chiefs Super Bowl this year? Or are you looking, you know, for the next five years for the Chiefs? Right. And I think either is an acceptable answer. I, mean, I think we're all hungry for a Super Bowl. But we also should realize that, you know, the Chiefs are ripe for a dynasty. Over oh, and going in, going in all, all the way for this year and setting up ourselves to get one this year. And if we do do that and get one this year, that paves the way for more. Right. You know, if we don't, if we fail this year, that's going to make the road harder and it's going to make us as fans impatient even more. And it's going to make players, you know, have a little edginess to them. I'm just saying, if we, if we take care of business here and we get it this year, it's going to. Well, the reason I'm, the way. Yeah, the reason I'm all in and I want a guy like Patrick Peterson over a younger guy who's even cheaper is because of the fact that we only have maybe one more season of Patrick being cheap. Right. So you have to kind of go out and make maybe a move take like a hometown that. Discount. 
Oh, fuck, dude. I've been always endorsing it. You'd be surprised how many people have asked me that. Like, do you think that maybe he would like take like maybe 120? He's not going to have Jared Goff and and Dak Prescott making more money than him. He's going to go reset the market. It's not even going to be close. He's going to make 40 million a year. Just get that. Like, I want Chiefs fans. We said this on like two podcasts ago, two episodes ago. He is going to make that money. He's, he's There's no marry, question he's, he's about it. He's going to marry a, a, a famous supermodel like Brady did so she can make more money than him. <laughs> I mean, isn't that Sorry, Brittany. Like? Sorry, Brittany. You've been axed. Just You've saying. been axed. She I thought Brittany was going to be the supermodel. He ain't locked down. She's an Instagram. Dude, they've been bro. together since like ninth grade. They're, she ain't going nowhere, bro. They've been together since high school. Bro. Yeah, they've been. Things, things change, bro. Things change. <sighs> That's a fair point. I'm, I'm team awesome. Brittany, though, bro. I think it's... I think it's Brittany for the lifelong. Anyway, anyway, let's get back to football. Let's, let's get back to the football. No, the point is, is I think that I mean, really let's, let's, move, right? let's get Dr. <laughs> Love on. Let's get Dr. Love on. He's going to. Why gonna, has he not proposed <laughs> In the next segment, we is will. Is he having commit issues? Tonight at nine. But I, I think that that's the move that Casey they need to make fire. right now. They, oh, fuck. Jesus. <laughs> Can we get Brooke back for one segment? Oh, Burn it down. And then go back oh, to Pittsburgh. Burn it all down. Look, I think that the Chiefs are going to make the responsible move, but I do think that Brett Veach and his aggressiveness—he's been notoriously aggressive in the in the in the free agency. I mean, he hasn't had a first round pick yet. There's a reason for that because he's been trading for people. So the point is, is I think that yeah, Patrick Peterson is number one on their list. They want to go and get him. They wanted Earl Thomas in the offseason. If he wouldn't have broke his leg, they would have got him last season. And if the Ravens wouldn't have came in and break, brought up a you know back the bring the the truck the money truck yeah. on him. He would be in Kansas City right now. So there's guys that they want. They want veterans. I do believe they want veterans on the defensive side. So if, the, if I'm a betting man, if Patrick Peterson somehow, some way, the Cardinals finally relent and said, you know what? Yes, we'll trade Patrick Peterson. What, what, can, what can we get for him? That's when you're going to see him become a Kansas City Chief. I don't know if it's going to happen. So more likely Fitzpatrick is probably more realistic asset. I think that's probably what the Chiefs are going to end up probably doing. But if I'm if it's my choice – I'm team Patrick Peterson all the way, man, because I think he makes an immediate impact on this team. And and I think I personally I think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. I know the Patriots looked really good against a team they always dominate in New England. But I do think that that yeah, he would be he would be the automatic acquisition I would want. And I think he would be the guy that would immediately make impact and make this team even greater than what they are right now. Just keep for just cheer for the Cardinals to keep tying. No shit, man. Oh, oh, and 16. Here they come. <laughs> I know. That's, I've been rooting for them to fail this year so that can happen. <laughs> they didn't fail, though. I mean, they just, they just they didn't, just, they just didn't succeed. Yeah. <laughs> they just didn't just succeed. But now we are going to transition into something that I, I know you guys have all been waiting for. We're going to get a little fantasy talk real quick with Trevor Twidwell. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Turn down the lights. The moment is right. For fantasy football talk with Trevor Twidwell. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's over 9,000! Yes! Oh, yeah. All right, guys, it is time. Fantasy football talk with Trev. Hello, ladies. So this is this is still a new segment. Val Venus, thank you for, for doing that. But th- this is a new segment on our show, but obviously it's very necessary because of the fact that we get a lot of fantasy football questions and everybody plays fantasy football in these days, whether it's daily or weekly, whatever the case is, everyone's in, everybody's involved because Seems there's to be money to be made. Every year, yeah. And there's shit talk to be talked. So talk that shit. Trevor, who are a few quarterbacks this week that maybe some people aren't big on that you think that should be started this week if they are available? Um, number one I'm going to right away is Big Ben. Uh, I think Big Ben's set up for a bounce-back game at home. 
and I would I would stack him if you have him on your team. Uh, as far as daily goes, I would stack him with with Juju and and Connor. I think all three of those guys are going to have big games back at home. I know it's Seattle, but Seattle's defense obviously was getting shredded by the Bengals. Holy shit, man. So yeah. the Bengals are shredding them, and now you're going to play the pissed off, pissed off, pissed off, the pissed off Steelers at home. Pissed, pissed off for Porzingis. In a bounce back situation, Big Ben always plays good at home. Yeah. He's almost always rock solid at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and a sneaky little guy thrown there is, is Washington, the receiver, the third receiver on their team. Yeah. You could play Dante Moncrief, but Washington, as far as if you're for like in a tournament for like a DFS play, Washington's definitely a guy. Um, another After watching Moncrief last week. I don't ever yeah. want to play him. And- <laughs> well, and, and as you saw in the second half, Washington caught a, a deep pass, and they were trying to get him involved in the deep game. So if you want like kind of a guy that can you know give you a, a good big play, maybe a deep sixty yard touchdown or something, Washington's in play there. But Connor, Juju, and, and Big Ben fire him up. Um, yeah, but no. And, and what about a quarterback that maybe you're not big on this week that you think people should sit if they have that? I'm on not the big on. Um, I've been hearing a lot of Tom Brady just because they're facing the Dolphins. But we all know how the, the the Patriots can be with their scheme. They can go in there and just run the shit out of the ball, right? So Sonny Michelle, Rex Burkhead, James White, all those guys can literally just feast, and Tom Brady throws no touchdowns. It could be one of those games they put up 38 points with no passing touchdowns. I can see it happening. So I think Tom Brady's a fade for me. Um, but, I mean, if you have him like in, your, in your season long and he's your quarterback, just play him. Uh, but I'm, as far as like daily fantasies goes, and you're going to play in contests or anything like that, and DraftKings or whatever, I, I personally don't want to play him. But he could be he could throw five touchdowns. It right. could happen too. But this over under is like like you said, it's like a they're like a 17, 18 point favorite. So I get to see them just getting you know a 20 point lead, 21 point lead, and just running the ball and just getting the hell out of there because um, that makes too much sense. Um, so yeah, Tom Brady is kind of one of my fades, and I think Lamar Jackson is a fade for me as well. Wow, okay. Another playing it's, Arizona, yeah. and I think Arizona's defense is not that good. Um, I think it's going to be bad weather. I think he could run the ball a little bit, but I think everyone's going to be so top heavy on him because of the ridiculousness that he did last week. It, that's that's not going to be repeatable. Well, he's not going to have five touchdowns probably, but, right? And yeah. yeah, and they just completely just took advantage of the, that that they're the, you know the Dolphins. So. He's a favorite for me as well. And then another quarterback is my sleeper quarterback. Oh, not necessarily a sleeper, but Josh Allen, like we were discussing off air. Josh Allen is a guy you, I think you can play every week. And it's the upside's tremendous with that guy. Because he can throw three picks, but he'll throw like three touchdowns. And rush like for another. Yards. Yeah. yeah, and he'll give you a, a touchdown worth of points just rushing the ball 30, 40 yards. Yeah. Game. You know, his upside's just – and he's fun to watch, man. If you're a fantasy player or a fantasy person, you watch him play, and it's like anytime something can break, and he just makes a huge play and just wins your week. So All right, that's so definitely a guy I'd fire. What up. about uh, the running backs, uh, guys that you would want to play and guys you don't want to play? What do you, who do you got this week? Um, I'm going to say LaShawn McCoy is one of my sleeper guys there. Um, just because with I think he's going to have more in the rushing, the actual rushing role. And I think that's if we get a comfortable lead against the Raiders, I think um, everyone's going to be kind of focusing on Damon Williams, which is, is fine because he's going to get – I think he's – they're transitioning. It's, it's definitely starting to look like Dame's going to start getting the passing work. And and Lashawn's going to be the guy in the red zone to blast it. And even though Dane got that red zone touchdown last week, but I think that could start transitioning to that way, and it could become a trend. Boy, um, isn't that a good problem to have? I'm just saying, Shady looked great, man. Yeah, he averaged like eight yards of carry that game. Yep, eight point one to be exact. That defense. Yeah, so I mean, I think you, you can play him as, as a sneaky play if you have him on your bench in your season long leagues. You can fire him up and put him in your flex if you want. I think he'll produce this week and get in a juicy matchup. Um, I, I'm I'm going to go back actually to um, Leonard Fournette. I think Leonard Fournette's going to have a good a good game this week. Um, I just I think he, he gets all the work. You know, he gets all the passing work, and I think he and I think 
He played against our defense last year, which everyone was expecting him to eat us alive. But I think we have a much improved front there. Definitely focused on stopping the run, and we showed that. Um, and we are putting up points. But I think he's just going to get so much volume. That's one of those guys you just got to plug in there and just go for it. So now, Austin what, guys just, what, what guy. about guys to sit, though, running back-wise? Um, let's see. Um, I don't know. Saquon, I know. I know Saquon's safe as far as his work, but I feel like um, – they're kind of in a tough spot there with Saquon as far as I think they're going to get because I know they're playing the Bills and they think people sleep on the Bills defense. I think the defense the defense of the Bills is actually they they showed against Le'Veon Bell they're shutting Le'Veon Bell down the majority of that game. Right. And I know but I mean the, the Giants offense is nothing to you know fear. I know Saquon's a beast, but I think this is a game as far as daily fantasy goes. He's like the most one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive guy to pay up for to get in your lineup. So I would definitely I would fade him and, and use my my money elsewhere to, you know, as far as that, but yeah, Saquon's a fade for me, but I mean, in a season long league, you're going to play him because you drafted him. but I'm, I'm talking more as far as daily fantasy goes, I would fade him and go get like Kamara, who I think is like a thousand dollars cheaper than him on DraftKings. So, uh, Kamara's Kamara's primed to have a huge automatic game yeah. against the Rams. I mean, we saw what, um, Christian McCaffrey just did to the Rams. He lit them up and Kamara is a whole nother beast. I mean, I love McCaffrey, but Kamara, this, damn near close to Tyreek with the ball in his hands as far as anything can happen. Yeah. So so what about wide receivers finally? Uh, what? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, wide receivers. What do um, you – who's who you high on this week and who you low on this week? Obviously, I'm high on Sammy Watkins. I think Sammy Watkins is – anytime you can get the number one receiver for the Chiefs offense against the Raiders' corners, I mean, you're going to have to. He's chalk for me. you gotta, you got to fire him up. Um, <clears throat> Michael Thomas, for sure, is another guy you got to fire up. Um, those are the kind of the top guys. I'm trying to think. Um, I think John Ross is another solid play this week. We saw John Ross in that Bengals offense. They're using him as the number one guy. He had 11 targets, and he's a speed freak. He's a Tyreek esque athletic freak, like like Tyreek. And it, we've he's been underutilized and and not used the right way until now. Right. Um. And they're using him the right way now. They're using him on the deep. Then they're using him on quick slants where he can get just get the ball in his hands in space. Um, I say you could fire up John Ross. Those are you know two three guys that I really like this week. And 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 the guys you don't like um, at all. I mean, is there any matchups at all that you think that wide receivers are probably going to have a bad week or you know uh, just warning people about you know that hey we might want to sit him down for I this. I think DeAndre Hopkins week. is uh, as far as a big man goes. I think DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins is in a tough matchup, but he gets so much work, so much targets, and we've seen him have big games against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Did you guys uh, see him have three drops this week? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That like, blew I, me away, man. I don't know. Like, I, this is a, this is a matchup that can be like good or bad, <clears throat> but I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are really going to have to try to make a statement and bounce back this week. And yeah. I think this is a team that they can do it against. I mean, I, I like the offense of the Texans, but I think they if, if, we've seen how terrible that offensive uh, offensive line for the Texans is. If they can get in there and get in, you know get to Eaton, uh, Deshaun Watson, and pressure him a lot, I can see Nuke not having the greatest day because he's not going to have a lot of time to throw the ball to him. So. Nuke's one of the big names that I don't like really this week. Um, I'm trying to think of what other Keenan Allen's a good play. Um, yeah, I think as far as the big names, I mean Julio. I think they're playing. Who the, who's the Falcons playing? They're playing. They're, the, uh, uh, they're playing uh, Philadelphia. I think. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, no, yeah, you it's fire, in Atlanta. You fire, this is a blow. That's a blow up spot for Julio. He should yeah. go off. But like, their secondary is not that great. But like, I mean, like Odell Beckham. I mean, do you think he could be a guy you might want to sit down? Like, I mean, he had he had his targets. He had decent yards. But yeah. I mean, the Browns, they didn't look on like they didn't look on par as far as what we were all expecting. They were look like kind of off as far as the rhythm. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's going to work out with Baker and him. We'll see. But I. 
him wearing the watch out there and just trying to be flossy. It was just weird. I don't, I mean, it's not surprising. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have to, <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny actually. <laughs> yeah. You have to play Odell if you're in a, like a season long league. Yeah. But as far as like DFS goes and daily fan, I'm not playing Odell. I got to see it first. He needs to have a blow up week. I know it's, you got to do the, you know, the bias thing. You got to see it first, but yeah, I'm not playing. I'm not playing Odell this week. All right. Well, that is, Fantasy Talk with Trevor. Um, you guys heard it here. If you guys have any other questions, uh, definitely hit them up. Give them your Twitter handle real quick, Trevor, in case it you... It is Trevor Wire DFS at Trevor Wire DFS. Perfect. Holler at your boy. Holler at, holler at your boy. So uh, now that that's over, we're going to get to our favorite segment of the week. It's felt like, well, because we had a, an early week last week, so it's been kind of... Yeah. Well, it's been a week so and a half. Like it's been yeah. a long time, yeah. Shit. Well, we are back, and um, what's the segment called again, Trevor? Hold this L. L. It's time to hold this L. I want you to do me a favor and hold this L. Somebody's got to hold that L. <laughs> the him, the her. I'm talking like caps lock L L L L L L L L Cool J stuff. Hold that L. <laughs> Good God, man! Hold this gigantic, <gasps> veiny, pulsating L. Man. You are one pathetic loser. You ignorant bastard. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, hold Sorry. this L. Hold this L brought to you by Casey Beard Co. Since 2014, Kansas City Beard Company has been providing Kansas City and the nation with 100% organic ingredients. Give Casey Beard Co. a chance. Visit CaseyBeardCo.com. Visit on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, guys. Here we go. Let's hand out some L's. And this is your first, Dirtness, your first official L to be handed out on the Spoken Podcast. Let's hear it. Who's give, who's getting the L this week from one, his Dirtness? I got one big L to hand out to the Chiefs uniform guy for dressing up with Sean McCoy <laughs> with a big L on, on his body. I'm not sure what was going on. I saw someone say that it looked like a, one of those Kmart – Chiefs jerseys that they, that they throw on for Pretty Halloween. Pretty sure it was like, it was like a sure. box cut. I, don't, I think it was a jersey. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm really wasn't sure what happened there. I was glad everybody else noticed it though. Like it looked like two sizes too big, maybe. Yeah, it looked comfortable. Uh, it looked I, I work in the jersey business. Sometimes you just fuck up and have to figure something out. And, you know, you, you give them something that maybe ain't the best product, but like, hey, you can wear this for a day. And that, that's kind of what it felt like. They got to game day and they're like, shit, we don't have a Sean McCoy jersey. Like, just get my helmet. God let's damn get it. something in Jacksonville and get them something. <laughs> like, we need something in one hour. What can you give us? And they made that. Jesus. Yeah, so Miles going to the Chiefs uniform. I'm glad you pointed that out. So, so Chiefs uniform people. Whatever your name go is. Go ahead and do a. Uh, Hold this L. L. Thank you very much. I hope he sticks with that all season, though. It's like I'm kind of digging. It's like it's just a thing. Eight yards of carry. Might as well. Shit, sir. Um, I was just high. I was just talking highly of them uh, as far as fantasy goes to play them this week and fire them up. Um, All systems go, but my L is going to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, You lose AB, right? You you give off the the vibe that we don't need him. He was a cancer. We got Juju. He's the next big thing. We got. James Conner, who I do believe in those guys. Um, you know, Big Ben was, you know, saying his thing. You know, they're all moving on. They didn't want to talk about it. You know, they didn't act like it was no big deal. And the team that signed your ex is your week one opponent, right? And you go in there, you just get absolutely just embarrassed. You put up three points, nothing to show for it. There was no – I felt no pride, you know – you got to go out there and make a statement to the team that 
just picked up your ex, right? And the one that you are, you're already over, you know, and obviously you're not, obviously there is a major void in that offense. As far as that, that this past week went uh, with AD not being there, not having that safety blanket for big Ben. Um, hopefully they can get things figured out. And I think they will. Um, Mike Tomlin just watching his face on the sideline. was just, there should have been like a super cut on YouTube. Of just every time they were getting burnt on a big play and, and Tom Brady's old ass out there, just, 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 having his way with you, dude, just bending you over and just having his completely having his way. Um, I just, it was, I was embarrassed for them and I don't care about the Steelers whatsoever. I, I'm so ready for them to be gone. Um, but big Ben, Juju, coach Tomlin, all you guys, all you guys talked all that mad stuff. You're all going to have to go ahead and uh, hold this L because that <laughs> was some embarrassing stuff for me, man. I'm sorry for you guys. <laughs> it was, it was bad, but I mean, yeah. we're talking about a team that, Tom Brady's never even thrown an interception to his yeah. entire career. Especially in, in Foxborough, Big Ben always sucks in, in right. Foxborough. So that wasn't really a shock. But, yes, but the, the fact there was no – The play. drama that's involved in the fact that the Patriots picked up A.B. now yeah. and it's like all this correlation. It, it, you should have shown something, man. You don't go in there and put up three points. Right. Have some freaking balls and some pride. So it was, that was embarrassing. Bro. What's your nuts saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Get a little breeze down there, man. So. Shout out to Frank Clark. <laughs> yeah. So today, um, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, I don't know if it was actually today or not, but the California Senate passed a bill allowing students to have, you know, endorsements. Um, Dude, I was, this was going to be mine, but yeah. Yeah, well, this this was easy for me just because of the fact that I've kind of always wanted to you know, use this person. In yes. This segment. I do. And I'm now glad, I get I'm glad you have it. You'll say Cause he really me. put himself out there. Um, <laughs> so on first take today with Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman, oh, Tim Tebow decided to join Christ. the panel and uh, they were asking Tim, you know, who's a legendary college football player. One of the greatest we've ever seen. You know, what, what is your thoughts on this? You know, the California Senate allowing players to basically benefit off of what they do and what they bring to these programs. And I don't want to do a verbatim on what Tim did because it was very painful to listen to. It sounded very, how would I say this, um, fucking stupid. White privilege Yeah. Um, yeah, it, very, it sounded like a, a rich kid who's always had money and has never really had to you know, work for his own. I mean, obviously the dude has incredible work ethic, but he was born on third base. Right. And he's sitting here on national television. He's never third base. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? Yeah, I'm bowing down on that. Tell that well, to his palms. <laughs> that's a mic drop right there, Dennis. but but I mean, look, I try. I listened to it a couple times to kind of see if I understood where he was coming from. Yeah, I don't, and it, it's because it doesn't make sense. He's sitting here basically painting a picture where it's like everybody is born in the same uh, situation, and you know you shouldn't benefit off of being in college and being a, a student athlete. And, he played it very by the book, and wouldn't you know it, literally everybody on Twitter, like verified accounts, Jay Billis and all these other writers and other – even athletes that he probably had and has even has relationships with are literally just shitting on his take. I mean it was so bad. It was so irresponsible, and I, I feel bad for Tim because I feel like he was kind of put in a situation because Stephen A. and Max were pretty much pro, you know, let this happen, so I feel like he kind of had to like – play the other side of the card, but there was no other side of the card to play. In my opinion, it's so common sense. These kids need to be 
somehow stipend and, and allowed to, to make money to do what they're doing in the, in the college ranks because of the fact of all the money they're breaking down. And we, and we can we can talk about that till, till the end of the night. But the point is, Tim, damn it, man. Like, get better at this job because I've even had I – mean, they try to do, like, these raw, raw things with him sometimes where he tries to, like, fire up Reese Nichols and these other dudes on the, on the panel. And it's so corny. It's so horrible. It's just so bad. I mean, just go to Sunday school, have a good time there, man, and enjoy the legacy that you had and strike out some more with the Mets double A team or whatever, man. But in the meantime, Tim, can you go ahead and just uh, hold Hold this out? I'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much, brother. So in that darkness, again, man, I I really want to thank you. This is actually the first time you and I have actually met in person. Um, so this is really cool, man. I'm really glad you got, you know, you wanted to take the time on a Friday night to come and hang out with us and talk yeah, to the chiefs. Oh yeah. I broke some huge plans. Going there. <laughs> yes. Glad you could squeeze in your schedule, man. Yeah. Was there third base involved huge. in your night? <laughs> it means a lot. <laughs> no, but seriously, man, like I, I, it, just, it does, it does mean a lot to us that you can come and, you know, take the time and, and, and drop some knowledge for us, man. And, uh, let the people know how they can find you on Twitter and wherever else you might be, man, that you would want people to find you at. Uh, yeah, man, uh, at HisDirkness on Twitter. Um, there's a HisDirkness.com. It's my website. I write there like once every two years, so look forward <laughs> to that. Uh, ChiefsPodcast.com. That's where you can find Amateur Hour, Amateur Hour Chiefs Podcast on most things. We will have an episode at some point. There is none for the 2019 season yet, but in the next couple of weeks we should have one, so... Uh, look out for that. Um, that's it. You have, well, a, you have a premium Snapchat account, right? Where people can watch you. <laughs> you can watch you shake it a little bit. <laughs> shake it for the ladies on that. Tebow's going to be on the show. <laughs> Those are the plans I actually broke with my uh, Snapchat. Because, uh, you know, well, we need to expedite this and let you get back to that. Get <laughs> back to your real plans. We're trying to be wingmen over here, bro. You know what I mean? We're not trying to be the C-blocks over here. But anyway, again, man, thanks a lot. It means a lot. You're always welcome on the show. If you ever have a Friday night and you just want to talk some shit, talk some Chiefs, you know where to find us. Thank you so much. Let's give a hand real quick. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Um, yeah, so uh, definitely go, guys. I'm being serious. I've been a listener of Amateur Hour for a long time. Really love what you guys do. You guys always have such great knowledge, and I, and I appreciate what you guys have done for us in those rough times as Chiefs fans. You kind of give us that alternative. That's what we're trying to do here as well, man. So I really appreciate you inspiring us to get this thing going, man. So Too kind, man. Too kind. Yeah, so in, the, in that, guys, um, for uh, for – his darkness for Trevor Twidwell for Yo 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 Eddie Ortiz about fifteen hundred miles away. I am Lance Twidwell here inside the Casey Beer Co. Studios. Episode twenty nine is a wrap. Next week for episode thirty, we're going to tell you about the Chiefs pummeling the Raiders. That's my prediction. I'm expecting big games from Lashawn McCoy and Damian Williams. But until then, we out of this bitch. Later. We're going to get out of this bitch. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See ya. You are tuned into the spoke. I might actually stick I might actually stick around for a little bit.